0: Welcome back to Growth Colony, Australia's B2B growth podcast. I'm Alex Hipwell with X-Growth, your co-host for this podcast, where you'll hear from B2B executives and sales and marketing roles on the newest and most effective strategies and tactics in the B2B space. Now, let's dive right into this episode.
1: Hello, everyone. Thanks again for jumping on another episode of Growth Colony, Australia's B2B marketing podcast. My name is Shaheen from X-Growth, and today I'm joined by David Nichols, the commercial director from PPG. And we're going to be talking about why B2B brands need to uh, and B2B companies need to pay more attention to their brand. Now, on that note, David, thanks a lot for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to chat. Yes, same over here. Same over here. Now, David, for uh, some people who might not be familiar with yourself or PPG, can you give us a quick background? Yeah, I am a commercial director, so
2: manage the sales and marketing function of PPG in Australia and our architectural coatings division. We are the proud manufacturers. Of Taubmans, um which is an iconic Australian brand that's been manufacturing paint in Australia for for you know over hundred years, um, which is um, it's a fantastic brand, a
1: fantastic company, and uh, it's a great great place to be. That's amazing. Well, it's great to have you, and as you said, you know, for over hundred years—that's an amazing number. Uh, you know, obviously, brand plays a major role when we're talking about those timelines. And, and, you know, not talking about short term kind of gains and uh, coming from that from that perspective and having that perspective, I'd love to hear, you know, what do you think is the perception of the majority of B2B companies towards brand here in Australia? How do you find that uh, perception? Yeah, I,
2: I think there's a growing Acknowledgement of the importance from a B two B standpoint on the investment on brand. You've seen that in the uh, you know in the B two B marketing research that's the Green Hat recently um, released another successful um, piece of research, and it's you know brand is increasing as importance. I think even during this you know current crisis, as you know people are spending a lot more time at home and becoming a lot more. I, you know, a lot more conscious of everything around them. I think brand has an even bigger presence with, with that as, 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 you know, ultimately a B2B customer is a consumer. And I think if you you lose sight of that, you you lose sight of, you know, of, of, of your revenue goals.
1: And do you think, you know, why, why do you think it's kind of gaining attention now? Why, why do you think maybe previously, especially in the B2B scene, Maybe there wasn't as strong of a uh, of an attention to brand as some of the other maybe geographical locations or or some of the differences in other verticals that you've seen. You know, I think B two B marketer marketeer has you know kind of worked
2: incredibly hard to move away from the you know pretty picture department, and a lot of people make the connection of of brand with the visual um, elements and those kind of key touch points. And I think B2B marketeers have spent you know a very, very long time proving their worth and building the focus on ROI and doing that through lots of exciting pieces of technology. The evolution of CRM and marketing automation has, has allowed that and enabled that and um as a result of that i think there has been a tendency to you know veer away from the importance of some of the you know the brand disciplines that really build a brand and you know i think you see how that really can impact businesses in a positive way when you when you do invest in brand in that pure b2b space you take great companies like salesforce.com and um, who don't spend anything on traditional A&P, but they've got a very disciplined approach to how they promote their brand and how every touch point um, you know connects with them they live and breathe it in throughout the sales organization. So I think it's just a you know coming back to what why do I think that's the case? I do think it's just you know that natural veering away and focusing on other disciplines from the, the uh, from marketing
1: and when you say by different disciplines what do you, what do you mean by that yeah so i would say you know i mean brand for me
2: should always be the core because you're selling a brand um however i do think in the b2b world that we we've we've had a tendency to to jump on the next kind of technological bandwagon and um uh, end up you know, focusing a lot of effort on how do I prove my worth and how do I make my CMO seat a real C-level seat? I need to prove that I'm going to spend X amount of money and generate Y, and I'm going to do it through these innovative ways and, and, and integrate that into the sales funnel. And, um, and, and, and that discipline around about, you know, that discipline of marketing, which, you know, for me um, is around about the communication or you know, more of a tactical way or aligning with the sales strategy. Is, is, um, has, has ended up with that
1: moving away from the brand. Gotcha, gotcha. That's very interesting. And you bring a very important point there where marketers are more and more under pressure to show revenue, show ROI, and kind of connect themselves with, um, with, with the company revenue targets. You know, what do you think is the best way for marketers to do that if they're going to spend specifically focus on brand right considering brand could have a there could be a long term or a long waiting period to see results from from brand versus maybe some performance marketing where there is more it's more short term how do you, how, how have you seen marketers are able to better communicate roi on brand to the upper management to the leadership to the board what 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 advice do you have
2: over there well, I think it's. I think the, the the you know the the blend of you know performance marketing and, and and brand can can happen quite naturally. I think as long as you focus on the disciplines of how to build a brand, you know you are going to understand what's your brand values, what do you stand for, but you know what do you want to say, what are you what are you trying to say, and 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 uh, and what are the key kind of pillars that you're in, that you're trying to communicate. Once you've established who that identity and that those core brand values and purpose you can i think you can communicate that throughout the organization very well so you can prove the roi of the of the brand really by creating a series of brand evangelists within your organization that doesn't need to be within the marketing department that should be within the sales department everybody should be on message and and selling so it will it will actually by getting back to basics and back to the basics of, of brand. Management and understanding the the true importance of of your identity and uh, where you want to go, I think you actually make performance marketing much easier because it's it's uh, much more in line with how the overall company's uh, going. So to prove that further up the line, you 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 know everybody's starting to in the organisation
1: is should be singing off the same hymn sheet. Very interesting. So, so basically, um, not only talk about brand on its own, but really tying in tying brand into into performance marketing and and explain that, you know, the impact of performance marketing is going to be even bigger if we have this focus on on brand and, and, uh, and driving that is that is that what you mean?
2: Yeah, and I've got a very kind of simple, uh, you know, view on marketing. I, I, my view is marketing is a series of relatively simple concepts and disciplines that have been overcomplicated by people trying to justify their, their existence within an organisation. And I think you get to a point where you've gone too, you know, you, we've, we've gone too far trying to, you know, prove our existence and become um, and, and ended up forgetting about the actual very basics that, that is marketing. You know, what's your... Um, you know who are your brand values, what's your identity, what do you, you know, what do you want your brand to go for? And that should then define how you start to develop products, how you start to go to market to generate new leads and revenue, how you start to talk to your customers and consumers. And once you've got that, those basics as anchored within your organization, it becomes a lot, lot easier. Now on saying that, Anchoring those basics is incredibly difficult because um, you know everybody likes to overcomplicate a lot of things and and I think there's so many great companies out there that do it so well and make it look simple when it's not and they move it they you know they're traditional consumer brands that are big in the B two B space Apple for example is the great example everyone uses about you know brand that has a great purpose great values. Great identity that, and its product um, portfolio, product development really works with its, you know, how that that brand is, is evolving, and they're big in the B two B space. You know, every single, you know, the majority of people are in their, on their work phone are using an Apple product, and you you know, you're not using that necessarily because it's got the best functionality or so on and so forth. A lot of those decisions that people make to purchase that will be around about the brand values, uh, and what that brand is and, and, and the comfort your, um, your audience feel using it.
1: No, absolutely. And I think, you know, you're, you're right. And they kind of, they kind of use the brand that they build in B2C and and leverage that also in, in B2B as well. And I mean, I've noticed I'm being bombarded with Apple ads on LinkedIn these days and getting closer to end the financial year of you know, buy a pack of, uh, of Apple products and, and, and use them in the company. So it's very true. What, what other companies or brands kind of come to mind where you, you talked about Salesforce, you talked about Apple. Is there anything else that comes to mind when you're thinking about B2B brands that execute kind of that brand management component and brand marketing really well?
2: Oh, I think there's a huge amount of them. And I think, you know, they tend to be companies that go back to the, the focus. I think if you look at the, um, in the automotive industry, you've got all the major manufacturers do a great job there at how the brand moves throughout the kind of value chain from finance all the way through to the you know purchasing a vehicle. In the finance industry, you've got some amazing, great Australian brands that really you know have have done some fantastic work in the last ten years of of trying to reposition themselves. You know and especially you know from the big four you look at Commonwealth a great case study with Salesforce on that and they've got a very clear understanding of their positioning the vision the personality the key attributes that the brand has and I think you see that you know not just at the top end of town in these 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 large big global brands but you can see it uh, you know on a lot of startups and you know' I'll. Uh, You know, I think there's, um, I've heard the saying a few times from a couple of marketing commentators, you know, I think Mark Ritson says it quite often, uh, show me the founder, show me the brand. And I think that's very true when you see a lot of these young startups that, that stay true to it. Because a founder is somebody who has created this brand. And in that startup space, you see that. They understand the value. They've got a vision. The personality is their vision. The attributes of what they've decided. And they've, you know, the positioning is very clear. And those brands are chip, start to chip away at the traditional big B2B, big B2B players in any sector. And um I think they, they do that because they've got a very clear purpose and that's that's how they, they execute that. So if you're a you you know if you're a bigger player in, in a space and you get concerned about disruptive startups, you know, get back to the core, understand what your brand is, your value, your visions, your personality and attributes and where you're positioned in the market, and you focus on those and, and disrupt that way.
0: Hey, it's Alex from X Growth. I just wanted to take a moment to tell you about the Growth Colony Slack channel. Do you ever find yourself stuck with a B2B problem? Need a second opinion on your next campaign? Or looking for some feedback on that piece of martech you're thinking to purchase? Well, that's why we created the Growth Colony Slack channel. This Slack channel is like a small dinner party where you get to meet and mingle with B2B professionals hear what others are doing, and keep up to date with the latest B2B trends and news. You'll also get access to a range of exclusive content from our podcasts, webinars, and events. The best thing about it? It's all free! If this sounds interesting, head over to growthcolony.org forward slash slack and sign up. That's growthcolony.org forward slash slack.
1: David, you're, you're part of the leadership team at, uh, at, uh, PPG. Um, what, how would I, how as a marketer, let's say I'm a marketer in your, in your team, right? As part mm-hmm. of, uh, part of the team that is here in Australia. And I want to convince you, and I want to show you that, hey, we need to focus on, on brand. We need to, we need to work on our brand. How should I approach you? Uh, so I've got a, f- you know, again,
2: relatively simple way that I like to to think, um, and I think well, in this order, I I expect and hope people bring me uh, proposals, and this is how you, I think you always succeed. Is you know, number one, what's the value to the consumer or the customer? Uh, you know, so the consumer. Number two, what's the value to the customer? Number three, what's the value to the company? And I think if you answer all those. So questions in that order, and you can prove everything along that in terms of what you want to do. Then you'll always be successful if you can add value along that that chain. That's that's the key to success.
1: I see. And when you say you kind of mentioned at the beginning, what's the value to the consumer, and then what's the value to the customer? Uh, are, are you really? What were you saying? Is consumer is whoever it is that you is going to be consuming their, your product, not necessarily the buyer, the decision maker, and then the customer. Is the person who kind of buys it? Yeah, the, is that what you
2: mean? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, we were, you know, historically in my career, I've worked in, in a traditional business where you know you've had a distribution channel and that distribution channel distributes it to the end user. I, I, I'm saying, you know, the the consumer is the person using your product, and the customer is the person that engages that you purchase it, um, and you have to deal with. And if you add value to all of those people. You'll be really successful. So let me give you an example. If you are selling a, you know, a product to a, you know, a large corporate organization, and you have to deal with a buyer, um, say you're selling some IT equipment or some financial services products, or um, you start, you know, you have to deal with a buyer, and ultimately that buyer is buying on behalf of the organization, and somebody else is going to consume the product. I need to you, you need to to explain what value your brand has to the buyer. so the buyer's key areas and key areas they're interested in might not be you know about your you know your vision and your personality and so on but your brand might bring exceptional value at which point that's actually something they're interested in and, you know such as um, you know it's more than just the price all the different things you add on. Around what you're selling, and the person who's using your product is going to have a very, very different experience as well. You need to make sure you add value to them so that they want it. So it makes it an easy sale for the buyer into that organisation. And ultimately, by doing that, you're going to add great value back to your company.
1: I see. I see. And and that's you know that's how the chain gets connected and, and uh, so I, that's how I should be presenting it to you if I'm trying to convince you that you should focus on on brand and you should uh, you should you should yeah build a little bit more brand equity.
2: Yeah, you, you know build that kind of around about you know what does that mean for the consumer. So if you're you know I've got this great campaign I want to run and it's gonna be really exciting. When you say, well, what value does that add to the consumer? And it might be a great, it might just, it might not add that much value. And they say, well, what value does that add to the customer? And and, and always, if you can, you know, keep challenging yourself along those three, then then it will always be successful.
1: Makes sense. David, where do you think brand marketing goes wrong? I think brand marketing can go wrong by, you
2: know, getting a little bit too focused at the, the you know, at the, the the at the high at the higher level and not kind of really proving its value then what happens is people then start to push it into the um you know into the the more traditional old school marketing departments and you know people get very focused and think oh brand marketing that means it needs to be creative and you know i'm looking forward to seeing this exciting new logo when really for me the brand marketeer should be the smartest person in the room and you know, she'd be connecting the dots on what's going
1: on, and then you know, and then building a, a strategy around that of how they're going to grow their brand. Yeah, and what's the perception in, in a customer's mind rather than "Hey, here's a pretty shiny logo"? Is that is that right? Yeah, exactly. And they
2: coming back to those three kind of key areas of value. If you can, if you want to, you know, you know, increase your budget and you want to do lots of great activity, if you're going to the the board of a, of a company to the sea level you, you want to be saying I know your customer and end user so well I can tell you exactly what they want and why they want that brand. I know you the person who's going to be buying this product so well that I know and I can I, I can talk we can talk to them in a meaningful way about the value we bring as a company beyond price. And, uh, and that's how you, you draw the value back
1: into the company. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, and I want to towards the end, like lastly, I'd like to ask a little bit about some of the mistakes you've done personally when looking at brand in the past, does anything come to mind? Anything that, you know, you've you've tried in the past or you've had some, some definitions that were not maybe right and through really experienced those kind of have gotten Refined and 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 honed in. Does anything come to mind? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think if you if you are in any
2: senior leadership position and you can't reflect back to failures, then I don't think you should be in that position. Um, I think about them all the time, and you know, generally when it comes to, to brand, it's it has it, been about overcomplicating it, and uh, you know, try you know, trying to talk you know, trying to trying to over communicate. If you think about some, you know, if I think back to some of my early, um, you know, in the early days of, of, uh, of email marketing and some of the, the campaigns I did, they are generally where, you know, they, they communicated way too much. If I'd got back, if I went back to the basics and understood the, really the identity of what I was trying to sell... Then I I I would have been a lot more successful. So my I generally, when I look back at, at anything that's worked, be it a big strategic piece of positioning, be it a, a small campaign, it's generally been I you know you have you kind of have overcomplicated it. Going back to that premise that marketing is a series of of, of 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 basic principles that we tend to overcomplicate.
1: I love it. I love it. Simplify, simplify, simplify as, as much as possible, but obviously not, not more than it should be. But, um, that's, that's I think a great takeaway that I I'm taking away from our conversation. Um, now look, those are most of the questions that I had. Do you think there is anything that I didn't cover here that our, our listeners would, would benefit and, and we probably should have covered?
2: No, I think, you know, I guess really for me, when we talk about this topic, it's it's something I'm passionate about because I, I, I think it's something that gets overlooked and I think um I you know I speak to a lot of B 2 B marketeers and, and, and immediately the conversation gets into um you know how we can prove our uh, our worth at the sea level and you know we should be you know it's ROI and look at all the great metrics I have and we've done this and this is the future. That's a given. And if, you've, if, you're, if you go back to the very basics of running your brand, you should know, you should have segmented your market and understood exactly who you're talking to and, um, and created personas and, and done all that stuff and, and have smart dashboards because you've sensibly targeted your, your brand and you've sensibly said, this is based on my segmentation, this is where we, we should be targeting and from that you've got a baseline metric to, to you know to see what the growth is and then you position you position the brand and you move on from there and that's how you start to um, that's how you start that's how you start to you start to win in that space so the again it's simplify you know you need to having lots of the metrics is great but really the uh, the metrics that matter you 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 take you 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 ha- you, you shouldn't
1: overcomplicate i love it no look this has been amazing There's there's been just a lot of golden nuggets in this conversation i i genuinely enjoyed it now if if some of our listeners want to know more about yourself or or the company what is the best way that they can find out more and and, and reach out to you yeah reach out to me on linkedin you can find me uh under david nichols
2: i'm there uh and, you know, if you want to find out more about Tobmans, it's a fantastic brand. It's got a great history. Check out our website, tobmans.com.au and, uh, and our, pay, uh, our our company, PPG. Uh, we protect and beautify the world every day. We've got a great purpose, a fantastic company to work for, and um, all that's available on ppg.com.
1: Fantastic. Well, David, thank you very much for joining us, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll chat to you in some future episodes as well. Thanks.
0: Thank you. Hey, it's Alex again from X-Growth. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode. If you enjoyed it, we'd love it if you take a moment to rate us on Apple Podcasts. It would really help get the word out to other B2B professionals. If you're hungry for more B2B content, make sure to join our Slack channel at growthcolony.org forward slash Slack, where we share the latest B2B news, tactics, tips, and chat about problems we're facing in the B2B space and find solutions together. That's growthcolony.org forward slash Slack. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you in the next episode.